Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Big Purple Blob. Today, I am here with Susie Brown and I am Angie Collins, both parent coaches. Both happen to graduate from the same parent coach, in, parent coach institution. Um, today, we are talking about college. We both have students who are now freshmen or first years in college and just launched into that huge experience we're going to be speaking directly about the two sides we had no idea would really um, hit us hard, um, the emotional side and the financial side. Um, but before we get fully into it, I'm going to have Susie do a quick introduction of herself um, so we can remember all the lovely things about parent coach Susie Brown. Hi, everyone. It's so nice to, to have you joining us this morning. Um, Susie Church Brown. I am a parent and wellness coach. And as Angie was saying, yes, indeed, we both um, completed our, our parent coach training at Parent Coach Institute. And we are super excited to be talking about this because both of us were, um, well, part of it is um, we were just chatting before we started to record, but part of it is, you know, there's such focus on, um, the launch part of college, like looking at schools, selecting the schools, completing applications, filling out um, financial forms with all of all of this is, you know, there's books for this, there's blogs about this, there's there's all of these like preparatory sorts of things. Um, but I don't remember really thinking or reading that much about um, what happens when your kid actually goes to college? Because that's obviously the whole purpose of all of those preparatory steps. And I was a little surprised at, um, I mean, I knew it'd be hard, but I don't think I really realized how hard it would be. I feel the same, Susie. Um, so I have twins um, and my younger one is an 11th grader, so we're going to start this process again soon. But for my twins who just launched, it was such an exciting process for us. Um, they both really got into the process. There were, of course, moments of complete stress and time crunches and procrastination and things like that. For, but for the most part, especially now that we can look at it in hindsight and it's all over, that part of the process was stressful, but like you said, there are books, there are people to talk to, there are podcasts, there are lots of resources available, guidance counselors, lots of resources available to help you go through the process and to talk about the process. Mm -hmm. And when things are of logistical matters, it's easy to follow a process, right? Do this and then follow this timeline, do this. You know exactly when your child's procrastinating, they haven't done this, so let's go back and do this. And we can get through that. But then when they find out where they're going, they're excited, you're excited. Then the shopping begins and you have all this fun stuff going on. You need a new comforter and this is your new, everything is brand new. Everything's exciting and you're launching and you go in that, you know, that student day where they let all the students who are coming um, explore the school and you're excited for them. They're excited. And then that day comes when you do the drop off and you know how emotional that part will be. I cried. I told one of them, I'm not done yet. And she goes, no, my room's done. I said, no, 
I'm not done. I'm not done raising you. There's so mm-hmm. much more that I wanted to share with you. And she's like, well, I'm not leaving, leaving. I'm just going to college. But it was over at that point. That was our relationship is different and it's different forever. And for one of them, they had actually done a summer program, a pre-college program um, at the same school they're at now. So I did that little goodbye, but then they came back and they lived with me for senior year. So it was different, but this launch was, was harder than I expected. And knowing that this is it, it's over. (laughs) If they come back to live with us, it's in a different capacity when they visit, it's in a different, we have a different kind of relationship and I wasn't ready for that part of it. And they're close by. So we are foreign service, but one is I'm in Virginia. One's in New York city and one's right outside of Boston. So they're both actually drivable. And my, I've driven up there several times already, (laughs) as you can imagine, because I miss them so very much, but it's different. They're close by and I know that I can access them easily. And I know that they're available via text. They're on the same, in the same time zone, but it's different. It's definitely different. Yeah, we're, uh, we're definitely not in the same time zone as ours. And it's, um, that's been a really big challenge. And I, and I, this might be a boy versus girl dynamic as well, but like, you know, I just, when I send a message, I expect a response (laughs) and that's not always how it works. But then again, like that's how it was at home as well. So it's not, it's not a total surprise, but that, that lack of constant communication and and touches and, and just the the regular um, check-ins that you can do. I mean, that is, that is definitely missing. And it makes me, um, it makes me very sad that it, it takes, so much more effort on our part, which I am definitely willing to do, but he's so busy engaging in his new life that um, that isn't always his first priority. Whereas, you know, when we're here every day and we're, we're running into one another, then of course it's a different kind of a priority. And the other thing, and I guess this is probably a different sort of situation if you're stateside and your kids are somewhat near to you, but like for us, um, you know, Thanksgiving is a big deal in our house and we really, we really celebrate it. It's very much an important family event. Um, and we always have a big feast and have tons of people over and um, he couldn't join us. And so obviously we weren't going to fly him in for a weekend um, because it's, you know, 30 plus hour flight. And, and so, you know, finding, um, and we have lovely, lovely friends that he went and spent the week with. And so um he was in a definitely good place. And, but we were messaging um, as I was cooking all of my pies, which is um, something I really love to do. And he usually helps with and, um, you know, messaging about like what, what's on our menu and what we're thinking about. And he's like, but mom, that's not what we're going to eat here. I don't even, I don't even know that we're going to have turkey and cranberry. And I'm like, what? Oh my gosh, that's like our tradition. I mean, he wasn't going to be experiencing it. So it was just, it was so interesting the way, um, you know, the, I was not prepared that he wouldn't be here with our turkey and cranberry and ham and pies and, and all the things. So it, that was, that was a really interesting, um, not necessarily in a good way, sort of aha moment. And, um, 
again, we know they're not going to be here, but it's it's just those moments you're not ready for that they aren't there for that just kind of like slap you upside the head. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Susie, when you are close by to your kids and they are able to come back for Thanksgiving, I think Thanksgiving is one of those hard, weird, different sort of first time back home experiences. So (laughs) we're here, we're all excited. I go and I, you know, I get them and it's, you know, it's just a long weekend and they have a lovely thing called Friendsgiving. (laughs) So when you're stateside and your kids are coming back home to where they went to high school, they're typically more excited to see their friends than they are to see you. And so it was a, they had dinner with us and it was lovely, um, but it's definitely not the same kind of homecoming. And I was fine with it. I knew what to expect because they had told me and they sort of texted me very, they felt a little bit bad about it. They're like, well, our friends are, you know, planning this Friendsgiving. We're going to go to a friend's house. We're going to cook and then we're going to do this. We're going to do that. No, I have to catch up with so-and-so and so-and-so wants to stop by. And so it was actually lovely to see that because I know that when we go back overseas, they won't have this home in Virginia to come back to. So I made sure that it did happen and I made sure they had a great time and they made sure they had a great time. So that was fine. And it was short and it was sweet and I got to, I got to see their faces. Um, but then the one that hit me was the over Christmas break. It was longer. They did the, they still had to go see their friends. They still had mm-hmm. to do things with their friends. And that was fantastic. Um, but then, you know, that sort of, as a, you can expect that sort of died down, you know, their friends went back to their families. They had things to do and some of them traveled. So they were back to just existing here. And it was the most lovely and hardest thing ever because it was so long. It was like a home leave, right? <laughs> because college vacation I think they were home for a full month and a week maybe five weeks so after a full month of them just existing with us it was back to the same old thing and it was back to just you know waking up we had breakfast they did their thing they went out they would come back we would be together and it was that informal like just bumping into each other in the hallway to go to the bathroom and having a quick interaction which was that's and that was hard and so now we're at what the beginning of February and I'm still feeling the pain of that loss because now that I've experienced the loss then I've had them back and I'm experiencing it again it's harder this time because the excitement of them starting college and launching is over and now it's just a reminder of this is what it's going to be for the rest of our existence together of them coming to visit and it felt like they were here on a home leave like you know their suitcases all splattered everywhere and yep. and the the most interesting thing happened i realized when they were coming back for the christmas break i thought of them as guests coming into the house and they had like little lotions and things on the side of their bed and a little guest towels <laughs> what am i doing these are my kids <laughs> but it was cute. this exciting exciting moment of them coming back but that the christmas break is the hardest the end of the Christmas break is the hardest. I So we're also running into, um, I do want to talk about money, but we also ran into, and this is more relevant to um, families who are sending their kids from overseas. Um, planning R&R now is like 
a logistical nightmare because like he's making his own plans with his college buddies and then trying to figure out the whole ed travel and R and R travel and they get a ticket, but they also get their ed ticket, but their ed ticket only pays like you, you can only use it for one round. I mean, it is, it is, you almost have to have like your own administrator to figure out like all of the details. But for us specifically with R and R, like, he ends his classes in May because as you say like college is like they don't have the they don't have the long semesters that you do in high school and then so he's like mid-May he's finished the boys here don't finish their school until mid-June and then he wants to meet his buddies at the end of June to go um, bomb around Europe because you know that's a thing that foreign service kids appreciate (laughs) And then he's like, oh, and yeah, I want to work at some point um, because, you know, do the summer hire. I'm like, who who is paying for all of these international trips that you're planning? Like, I don't remember saying that that was something that I was signing up for. I mean, there's just this like absolute disconnect from money, which is the other thing that we were really kind of shocked about. And that is the, um, you know, tuition is going to cost a lot, you know, you have to pay for food, you have to pay for all the things in the room, and then all the things you forgot in the room that you have to like now order from Amazon and send to them. And, but it's just like, this is expensive, and that is expensive. And oh, I need this. And oh, can I have this? And hey, can you send me this? And I guess it's because um, it's all like, all online shopping I don't know why it just really surprised me how shockingly large amounts of money still continue to bleed out into this child's like general area totally true and things yeah just things you didn't expect but the thing that I guess I should have expected but didn't expect is that when they go to college, they're surrounded by different kinds of people. And sometimes those people have loads and loads of money and they want to hang out with those people because they're great people and they're great, wonderful friends to be with. But when you have a meal plan and your friends are eating out every other day at fancy restaurants in New York City, I'm sorry, girl, you can't hang. (laughs) Go and have a glass of water. There are the problem the the challenge is that some it's not the same as high school. You're not surrounded by the same kinds of families. And some of those families don't have, you know, any money at all. And some of those families get an allowance of five hundred dollars a week that we don't do. And so I think it's a great life lesson for them to understand how to budget money, understand that people just are different and have different experiences and can afford different things. And what will you do? What will you choose? And how will you still have fun with limited resources compared to those of others who have, you know, 500 or a thousand dollars a week or whatever allowance that they're getting. And it's just, that's just kind of how life is, right? You know, some people have the big house, some people have the little house. It's just a different sort of lifestyle, but it's hard to, it's hard when you're 18 years old and you just want to do things that seem simple enough, but you really can't afford it. And that's been the hard financial piece for us is the socializing part of it. And yeah, we still have things like, what do you mean you need a new winter coat? And it has to be goose feathers and because you're at Wellesley and everyone has that. <laughs> I'm sorry, your puffer jacket's going to be filled with pillow fluff. It's not going to be filled with feathers. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, it's, it's been, it's, that part has been hard. And, and there was something that was brought up in the foreign service college bound Facebook group that um, what, what do you do? So what I'd love to hear without getting too personal, Susie, what have you, what has, have you found that works for you in terms of financials and helping them to sort of stay on a steady flow of being comfortable enough to actually live? Well, I mean, even like at overseas schools, there's such a wide breadth of um, income of the kids that are attending the schools. And, you know, um, oftentimes the, especially the um, whatever country you're in, those, those um, local families have a significant amount of, of money in order to be able to afford those tuitions. And so they are um, much wealthier than certainly than government employees would be. But what we've done is um, we give um, we give him it's not an allowance, but he has he he has to make his own budget. He knows he has this lump sum for the semester, and out of that lump sum, you know, he has a meal plan. Every every meal is paid for, um, and the way it works at his university, they can use that money at um, like a they call uh, it's a Wawa. So it's like a, a grocery store, but they have like all the snacks, et cetera. And they have a lot of flexibility in the food foods that they can buy. Um, and he, he will use, um, he'll just try and portion out all of his money. There is of course, you know, the, um, the lure of PS5 games and, uh, and other video games. And um, so that's, that's been a harder lesson for him. And, but we, we talk, he, he and I talk enough about stuff like that, that, um, you know, if his buddies are going to a, a call, um, a concert and it would involve like travel or whatever to the concert, you know, talking about like, how much will all of this add up to? Okay. So then what aren't you going to do in order to be able to afford those kind of um, splurgy sorts of weekend um, events? Um, I mean, this is, this is sort of like training wheels independence, right? Like we're still definitely supporting our kids financially. Um, but they are supposed to be learning how to make these decisions for themselves. It's a little harder. I think if it's in a city like Boston or New York, where everything is so expensive, I mean, it's not like Williamsburg, Virginia is like super inexpensive. It's certainly compared to where um, we live now, it's a lot more expensive than here, but we we are still behind him and supporting him, but he knows he has to keep himself on that budget. And he did, he did a pretty good job in the fall semester. Um, and I think that he learned a lot of, um, he learned a lot of valuable lessons and realized what is a waste of money and what is um, a thoughtful use of the money. And, you know, if you buy things at Walmart, they probably cost a lot less. Maybe you have to go a little farther and you have to um, buy five of them because that's what the wrapping looks like. But um, then five of your buddies go in and you all buy it and you all get one for the price of one from the more expensive store. You know, that sort of thing. He did learn those sorts of um, those sorts of things. So that's what about you? What did you do? Well, I love that that's what college is all about. 
And it's not just about the academic side, but it's sort of this in-between of learning how to live on your own and sort of float in and out of that, you know, needing parents' help and understanding what you're capable of and understanding how to spend money and how to understand how to live and how to navigate the world in so many different ways. So I love that that's part of the college experience and it needs to be um, because had they stayed with me, <laughs> my kids never would have learned that. Um, we haven't found, I'm not an expert on this in this field and we have not found a great balance. Um, we don't have a lot of disposable income where they can, you know, get an, um, a specific amount at any point in time. And so it's a matter of, I need to do this. Can you send money? And it's been sort of this piece by piece thing. But for the most part, one is working, one had a job. And so because she's only in their first year of college, they still have leftover money from their high school jobs and mm -hmm. their summer employment that will eventually run out, but at least she's been budgeting and, you know, in terms of understanding how much cash she has in order to get through until she gets a job um, is at least getting her through and teaching her a few skills. Um, but it's not going to be enough, you know, compared to whatever anyone else has. Luckily the cost of living in somewhere in like New York city is crazy, but then that also means the, the minimum wage is a bit higher. And so True. the one that lives in New York city is the one with the part-time job. And so she's able to budget a little bit differently and do a little bit more. And hopefully that twin influence <laughs> will carry over to her sister and be like, I can do this because I have a job. <laughs> and so the, and, but also getting a job in a bigger city is a lot easier than getting a yep. job in somewhere. So it all, you know, it all depends, even when you're raising twins, and they're, they're off, they're launched at the same time, their experiences are completely different. And, you know, you can walk outside of your college campus in New York City and find a job or get on a subway and go a little bit further. But when you're in a small town outside of Boston, but not in Boston, that means you're, your opportunities are a lot less. And so understanding that they're not going to have the same experience at all in terms of their college experience and in terms of their opportunities it's helped them. It's helped me to see that, well, this is just how life is, but it's also helped them to see like, this is sort of our paths are different and our experiences are different. Our opportunities are different. And so it's been in that sense, a great learning experience in terms of financials for everyone in the family. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, we haven't found answers, Susie. <laughs> I, I remember having, um, I mean, I, I remember working and my kids hate it when I'm like, well, when I was caught in college, because clearly their, their, um, their experience and situations are very different. But I do remember like the job that I had first was on campus. And then I got, um, I did the thing that all kids, all college kids do and start waiting tables and bartending. And I mean, it was a super valuable experience. And that's another thing that he and I were talking about is getting a job and uh, figuring things out. Like if you want an income, sure, you can do the summer and seasonal hire at the embassy, which is the only job this child has had. And so like we've not lived stateside while he's been a teenager. So 
he does not understand what it's like to go and apply for a job and, you know, have an actual interview and not just like HR is like, okay, I got your email. Um, and so um, that's going to be a pretty, um, pretty interesting experience for him. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. I think we all have sort of our different experiences ourselves in college and trying to help them navigate life in terms of what we had. I also worked in college, but I, and I worked full time in college and actually made less as a teacher when I graduated from college than when I worked full time in during college. Cause I worked in, I went to school in Hawaii. And so I worked in Waikiki where there are a lot of tourists and I worked off of commission in sales. And so you can make, you know, a good chunk of change in sales in Waikiki. And so making that transition was, and so I think that that also has a lot to do with the decisions that we make. While I want my kids to work, I also want them to experience college life. Cause I don't think yep. I did that because my, my goal was to make enough money because we had, um, I moved off campus and I needed to pay rent and, and that meant I had to not only get, you know, the work study job that I was able to get during the school year, I had to work during the summer. And so that's why I had to sort of quit that job and get something that would be full time 12 months out of the year so that I could pay my rent. And I don't want them to have to do that. So there's a fine balance between I want them to work in order to have money to socialize and buy simple things, but not so much that it becomes that's the thing you're doing. And then your experience in college is completely different. You can't do internships. You can't do, you know, the same things your friends are doing. You can't volunteer. You can't explore. You can't really live because you have this job <laughs> that's over your head. And so, but still finding a balance between, well, I'm not going to pay for it all because I can't. And, you know, finding that balance of what will you do and how will you choose your time? What hours will you work? What hours will you you know, be with friends and socialize and learn. And that's what we want them to do. Since the tuition has gone up to $90,000 a year. <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? It is. Uh, I hope all of you listening who have um, kids looking at college next year realize that that tuition, that price tag is like, wow, that's a big price tag. And it, it will, it, it will go up every year. By the time my youngest goes to school, I don't even want to think about how much it's going to cost to go to school. Angie, this has been a super fun um, conversation. I hope that all of you listening um, know that uh, we um, feel your pain if you are in your um, sending your your child off to university. We understand that it is it is um, surprisingly challenging in ways that is um, unexpected. And we hope that you appreciate some of the, um, I mean, we haven't really solved any problems, but we've certainly um, allowed you to understand that we are here and we, we understand what you're going through. Any final words, Angie? Well, the same thing that you just said, but basically I hope that, you know, we don't have answers for anything, but knowing that these feelings in parenting continue and, you know, they're 18 years old, we've launched them into adulthood, but they still need us and we still need them. Our, the beginning part of our conversation was the strong emotions that we have. We hope that the, our kids miss us as well, but we started off with saying how, <laughs> how sad we were and how strong we felt about their departure and how things have changed. So 
parenting continues. And I think that was a surprise for me <laughs> as well. Like they're launched. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not done. Nope. I'm not done. Nope. You are not <laughs> done. Gone. And even in college. So yeah. Oh, at, at least parents, I want them to know that, you know, those strong emotions stick around and the strong emotions are fine. That's what relationships are. That's right. Thank you all for listening. Have a great morning. Talk to you later. Thanks for joining us on the Big Purple Blob.